this is the story of one guy at Microsoft who worked on game-changing stuff that has affected most of our lives, but we don't even really know his name. He worked on Excel, Word, and then Xbox. What are you doing on Excel? Because I, I think it's it's difficult for video game players. It's tough enough for us to imagine how games are made. Like we get we get these Vidocs and other things that sort of will show us how the sausage is made. But what do you what do you how do you even make Excel? What are what were you doing on Excel? Yeah, well I, you know I was really lucky. I mean, so um, the year before the first very first version of Excel had come out on the Macintosh. Okay, and then. The team that I joined, we were taking that and moving it to Windows and adding a, a huge bunch of features and making the first Windows version of Excel. And I was the seventh programmer on the team and the most junior. Um, and so, and and I'm I'm assigned to work for the the lead programmers uh, at what's called the technical lead. His name's Mark O'Brien, and he was like um, he was like Buckaroo Banzai for me. He was like, which is old movie reference, but I mean, he was a brilliant programmer by day and he was lead guitar for a, a rock band called Green Ice at night. Wow, you know, so I'm just life. Like, yeah, I got like stars in my eyes working for this guy. And he's really talented and, um, and I learned a ton from him. And, um, and we, you know, he was working on some of the hardest stuff and he would just like give stuff to me. Um, so I would just he mentored get, you. Yeah, and so I would get exposed to a lot of the program more than some other people on the team. Like a guy who's just doing printing only learns one thing. A guy who's doing charting only learns one thing. But but we were working all through the program. So um, you know, so after the after we ship that version, uh, a, a different guy becomes tech lead. We grow from seven people to thirty five. And after we ship the next version, and I become a manager of a small team of programmers. Um, you know, I'd been there a couple of years. I'm running a little team, um, and then and then after we ship the next version, that that tech lead leaves, and and I'm the tech lead now. So I'm running. I'm the lead programmer, and, and then it's 50 people. Yeah. So um, so that was fun um, and uh, and challenging. But on the side, I'm playing games all this time because you know yeah. I love games. You know, and that was a great time for games. You know, uh, you know I don't know. I'm I'm putting together a talk for to give in a few months from now and I was just going through all the games that came out during that era and it's like you know Populous and Civilization and Dune 2 and yeah. you know all these <clears throat> games that invented genres were coming out at that time well it's like you invented Excel I mean you, inv- <laughs> you reinvented office productivity do you ever stop and think about that like because there was uh, it was what it was Lotus 1, 2, 3 was the, the sort of competitor that you guys were taking on at the time they're gone that's that's not a. Thing. They were they were our huge our huge competitor. That was a big challenge for us. They were the guy. I actually, uh, when I graduated, I applied to a bunch of places and I applied to Lotus and I got a rejection letter from Lotus. So that always Did sat. You keep that? Oh yeah, it always oh, yeah. sat on my wall as we were working. And they were a much they were a bigger company than Microsoft. I right. mean, you think of Microsoft is huge now, but I mean, we had seven guys trying to fight this company that was huge, you know, um, but. You know, do, do you ever are you ever on a plane and you look over at, and see somebody working an Excel on their computer and you just sit there and go, "I made that." <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm used to it. Because <laughs> I, I would do that. <laughs> that that's it so was. Cool. I'm not saying it wasn't cool. It was really fun. It was. It, it was. It was really fun. Um, but it's not like why I did it. I guess I'll say that. Yeah. You know, because. The satisfaction, programming is really fun because it's creative and you, you have an idea and you try to make it some, something real and then something appears on the screen, you know, uh, whether it's a game or a spreadsheet or anything. It, it's, it's, 
it's an intellectual challenge that's just fun. Yeah, I mean, it can be frustrating when it doesn't work, but when it works, it's, it's a great, great feeling. Yeah. So, so to me, that's more what I associate it with, it, those great feelings of making things work. Do you, <coughs> pardon me, do you still keep in touch with that, with that mentor of yours? Did, did, he, did he sort of, did you, did you get to show him your, the peak of like, I helped build the Xbox? <laughs> you know, he, he actually, that first guy, you know, he went off to, he, he left to go to Juilliard's and study music. Wow. And he's, he's an amazing Good musician. You know, my next boss after that left, moved down to LA and became a painter. And he's, and he's a kind of old world oil painter. Um, I mean, it was an amazing group of people that I got to work with at an incredible time. Man. So, yeah, I was very lucky to be around. So, uh, you end up as the head of Microsoft Game Studios, tasked with building a portfolio <laughs> for a console launch. Oh, man, you just skipped uh, 10 years of my life. Okay. <laughs> are, are there high, well, you know, it's, a, it's a gaming audience. I'm All right, let me best. fill in a yes, little please. between that. Okay, okay so, 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 after, so I'm lead programmer in Excel. My boss, uh, so we and, and we beat Lotus One Two Three. Yes, but there's another big competitor, Word, uh, Word Perfect, on right. I remember. So, so my boss gets put over in charge of of uh, uh, Word, uh, but the next level up. So he's business unit manager, and he immediately gets in a fight with the development manager, the person who manages all the developers, and he leaves. And so then he comes knock and he says, Ed, do you want to come over and work with me? And I like this guy. He was great to work for. So, so that was my next step up in my career. And I was managing the team of programmers on Word. And we were battling Word Perfect, which was yep. another huge battle. They were way bigger than we were. Um, and we battled for five years and we beat them. And that was a whole nother, another thing that maybe gamers don't care about, but it was important to me. Well, we all, I, mean, I think most of us use Word or have at some point. I mean, it's. Uh, but for me, it was more my about. My whole career's been in Word. For me, it was more about you know, learning to manage a bigger team and, yeah. and just kind of broadening my skills from just being a programmer, right? Um, so, so at the end of that time, my boss had left and I had a new boss. And anyway, it was time for me to go do something new, and they wanted me to move down to California and run PowerPoint. I didn't really You're just moving it. through the whole office portfolio at this point. Yeah, it was natural. I could have just stayed with my career, you know, and, and done that. But it would have been in, as a business ma- unit manager, so in a business role for the first time. And um, I'm like, well, if I'm going to look around, let me look around and see what else is sure. out there, you know. And um, I knew there was some a little group of people that were doing games in the company. I didn't know much about them. I was actually at the airport one day, uh, flying somewhere, and, and I run into somebody at the, they were like, are you, you know, hey, did you know that we're looking for somebody to run our group, you know? And I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Hmm. I love games. So anyway, I ended up going, interviewing for that job. And then what happened was um, everybody... <laughs> A bunch of vice presidents freaked out, and they told me I was committing career suicide. They said, why would you leave office, one of the most important parts of the company, to go work on something no one cares about? That's a direct quote. Wow. <laughs> so that's why I didn't want you to skip that part, because it's important. Um, but I, I ignored them all. I, I, you know, well, I, I, they let me do what I wanted yeah. eventually. <laughs> well, because you probably would have just left the company otherwise at that point. I mean, I had, I had a, earned a fair amount of political capital maybe so they're yeah. like they're like rolling their eyes all right let ed go off do his game thing i mean they all knew, he'll be back you know whatever if he, you know he wants to throw away his career that's fine um so i so i go over there the first do you I'm keep the, a list of those people to laugh at <laughs> and, and just you know no most just, of them are friends. did you mail them all xboxes later <laughs> anyway <laughs> maybe we can get there later but um so i go over and it's a small group really talented a lot of them are, are still there um, 
still doing incredible work. Um, and, you know, they're showing me stuff that they're working on. They're like, oh, we're working with this little company down in Texas called Ensemble. They're making a, uh, this real-time strategy game. And I was a big, you know, Dune 2, Command & Conquer, Red Alert player. And so I was like, oh, this is great. You know, this is so amazing. Yeah. And, and, you know, and they have all this other stuff in production. I mean, but it's, you know, it's a small group, uh, you know, 50-ish full-time people. Well, it was kind um, of big back then, really, right? Well, it was the size of my other team that was just programmers. Gotcha, so, okay. Um, although they actually, it turns out they had a lot of contractors that I, I didn't realize that at first. So the effective size was probably more like 150. But I show up and they're like, hey, we're going to Japan next week. You know, you, you want to come? Uh, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I've only been to Japan once more just with a, visit, with a visiting a friend. So go to Japan and it's like this, you know, I mean, I'd literally just taken the job and it had been, I was a little frazzled because, you know. You're finding your bearings, right? People are telling me I'm making this huge mistake in my career and, you know, I think I'm doing the right thing, you know. But I'm there and I'm walking down the streets in Tokyo and we had just, you know, we went and visited all the great Japanese game developers, you know. I go in and I see... uh, 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 at Capcom, they're they're showing me this game they're working on. They call it Biohazard, which <laughs> of course Evil. is Resident Evil. And, and I and I look at it, and I'm like, this is alone in the dark uh, <laughs> for people who know their game oh, history. Yes. And and they're like, yes, yes, alone in the dark. You know, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it's like this is like anyway. So it, I just remember very vividly walking down the streets of Tokyo that night and thinking I made the right choice. Like yeah. you know, at that point I knew I was. I had no more regrets. No on the more. right path. Yeah, I was. This is. I had done the right thing. And then, so then, there's almost five years of building up our PC game business. Mm-hmm. You know, and so uh, bringing in uh, Fossa, you know, Jordan Weissman, sure. his amazing team, Mech Warrior, Crimson Skies, all that stuff. Uh, working with uh, Chris Roberts, start, starting Digital, Digital Anvil. Yeah. You know, um, and you know, I did what I think any gamer would do if they were somehow magically in the position of having a company with a ton of resources yeah. and people trusting them. It's like, I went and worked with everybody I could who I, I respected. It's like, oh, I love this game, you know? You know, can I go work with Westwood? We tried to acquire Westwood. We actually almost did that. Mm. EA, EA outbid us at the last minute. But, it's too bad. But, you know, try, I went around, talked to everybody I respected in the industry. You know, I played Myth uh, for Bungie, which helped later. Um, but anyway, so we just built up the team through acquisition, and um, and pretty soon we were like you know five six hundred people, and we're growing in the PC game development. Uh, you know our percentage of PC game sales, and that's where Xbox comes in. So sorry, I had to, no no it's okay. I had to, I, I wanted I had to, to get fill to, that gap in. Yeah, where, so who com- does somebody come to you? Uh, is, yeah. it, is it Robbie Bach at some point comes to you and says, "All right, we're going to do a console." No, no, not Robbie, not at all. Um, <laughs> So the the guys who come to me are people like uh, Seamus and Otto and those guys. Yeah. And and they're like, you know, they're they're DirectX evangelists, right? It's, so they so what that means is, you know, they work on the part of Windows, they're part of the Windows group. They work on the part of Windows that games use. Yes. The, the gaming API for Windows, and they had this idea to make uh, a console. Uh, that was really a PC. At that time, the original pitch was, we're going to make this thing, it's going to look like a game console, you'll stick a CD in, and it'll install it quietly in the background, but it'll really be um, just a PC CD. 
and then it'll play like a console, but it'll really just be a PC game. Wow, how full circle we've come. <laughs> I know, it's so Crazy. true. It's so true how full circle. And um, anyway, so they, I had already turned down several other console-like attempts, by the way, at the, in the company. Interesting. At this point. Like an example is the, the one that was real, you, that uh, historians out there will remember, is uh, Windows CE on Dreamcast. Yes, okay. it was on the. It was stamped on the front of the. There Dreamcast. was a Windows was a logo. logo. Yeah. Absolutely right. Did my group develop for that? No, because I thought it was not a real opportunity, not interesting, <laughs> you know. And so I got to like decide what are we going to support and what yeah. are we not going to support. So they came to me and said, "We have this idea," and and I liked it because I had this huge portfolio of PC games that I was developing, and this sounded like an easy way to get in the console business. <laughs> this is the irony. Um, you know, it's like, oh, this will be great because our developers all know how to develop on a PC. This will be a PC. And, you know, and so, yeah, this will be so easy for me because it would be a lot more work for me to work with Nintendo or Sony and, you know, we don't really make the right kind of content and we don't understand right. those systems. And, you know, that's how it started. So, uh, so I teamed up with them and... Um, and uh, there was another guy, Rick Thompson, who came in. He was going to run it for a while, kind of in the Robbie role. And then he ended up leaving, and Robbie kind of got drafted in. Actually, uh, quite a bit later. Um, to so as, <clears throat> as Xbox is spinning up, yeah. you've already been building this portfolio. But right. do you get a blank check, effectively, at this point? To s <laughs> and say, when you're told, okay, let's go build, go build a launch lineup. Go make this thing happen. Eventually, yes. There's... A, there's there's a famous story about the Valentine's Day massacre, and I don't know if you want me to tell that story or not. But um. I feel like I vaguely know of it, but I'll bet our audience doesn't, and I could use a refresher if it's okay. a good story. I'll try. It's a good story. I'll try to do the short version. Uh, um, so basically, uh, so two things. Um, there were actually two internal teams that wanted to build a console. Okay. I teamed up with one. Yep. The other was the, the continuation of the uh, Sega Dreamcast line. And they had a bunch of X3DO people um, there, and they wanted to do a console. Hmm. And their console was very much a pure console, um, you know. Fully uh, closed platform, full, everything. E exactly. Only had a CD. Ours had a hard disk. Ours yeah. ran Windows. Ours was a PC in disguise. Theirs was a, like a PlayStation 2. Um, so that goes all the way up to vice president, or all the way up to Bill Gates. Wow. You know? And we all have our vice presidents on our sides. It's like classic Microsoft battle, you know. And, and, and actually, some of the ones on their sides were guys I used to work with on Excel, and we had ours, you know. And, and we have this VP battle, and, and Bill chooses, and he chooses us because we're more on strategy, Microsoft yeah. Terminal, because we're running Windows and all this stuff. Okay, then we spend a year figuring out what it's actually going to take to do this. And during that year, so, so their thing is shut down, and a lot of those guys come over and join our team. Yeah. You know? And the more we look at it, the more we like, start to move more and more towards their direction. Okay, we don't go all the way there, but you know, at some point, we drop windows. You know? We're like, this is gonna, you know, we really want this closed you know, single process thing that's going to run really fast for games and blah, blah, blah. So anyway. So all of that culminates in this big meeting, it was on Valentine's Day, where we're gonna get the final approval or the project's gonna get canceled. Wow, Okay. no pressure. 
You know, we've been through a lot of battles by then. Um, You're Word not. Are you Excel sleeping that night? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, no problem. It's like, I'm, yeah, I mean, the worst thing could You're happen. confident. The worst thing, it, no, not at all. The worst thing could happen to me is I go back and keep making PC games, which I yeah. love. So that's fine. Um, you know, uh, that wasn't true for everyone on the team, by the way. But, um, but, but anyway, for me personally, it's okay. Okay. So uh, we go into the meeting, and um, 4 o'clock, Valentine's Day, Bill walks in, he's holding our deck, PowerPoint deck, throws it down on the table and he says, this is a blanking insult to everything I've done at this company, basically was the quote. <laughs> that was the start of the meeting. <laughs> and we all look around at each other. And actually, what we did was we all looked at Jay. We all turned and looked at Jay. Jay Allard. Jay Allard, because we knew he's mad about the Windows thing, because we, we forgot to, in Microsoft terms, pre-disaster him. We didn't, we, we, didn't, we, didn't, we didn't let him know that we had sort of, so anyway, so we all look at Jay, but Jay is not, he's like in shock for a minute, you know. So I start up and I try to explain and he yells at me and shuts me down. And then Robbie steps up and tries to explain and then he yells at him and shuts him down. Then Jay steps up and he yells at Jay and shuts him down. Anyway, and this goes on, you know, and then, and, and then Balmer starts to, Steve Balmer starts to, get in and he's going through our business plan and it says we're going to lose a lot of money. Yeah. You know, and, 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 um, and so he's beating us up about that. You know, why are we doing this? It's so expensive and what, you know, blah, blah, blah. Hours go by. So it's five o'clock. It's six o'clock. It's seven o'clock. Now this is Valentine's Day. Yeah, you got most plans. Of us, you got most of us have something <laughs> going on, you know. So, so we're all looking around at each other and, you know, we, we keep saying, you know, we've spent a year looking at this this is the best plan. If we want to get in, this is a machine we should build. It's a strategy we should use. Yeah. You know, and we just basically keep saying that over and over and over and over again. Um, finally, n- near the end, one of the guys who was just kind of an observer at the meeting uh, raises his hand and he says, what about Sony? And It's a ballsy guy to raise his hand when, <laughs> when Balmer and Gates are, are just breathing oh, he, he fire. Was a, he was a senior guy, and he had been writing over the years a bunch of... of, of documents kind of because this was sort of his job he'd write these documents saying you know sony's like slowly invading the living room with processor here memory here hard disk here if they put all that together it it could be a future threat to microsoft you know to that living room yeah so he just says that he says what about sony this is probably this is about eight o'clock that at night on valentine's day and um bill and steve stop and they look at each other and Bill says, yeah, what about Sony? Yeah, and Balmer says, yeah, what about Sony? You know? And then they look at each other, and, and then Bill turns and he says, I'm going to give you guys everything you want. I'm going to let you guys, I'm going to approve this plan. I'm going to let you guys go off, do your thing. You know, I'll give you all the resources. I know you want to be separate from the rest of the company so you're not bothered. I'm going to let you do that. You know, full blessing, go, do this thing. And then Balmer basically repeats the same thing. Yeah. You know, five minutes. And then we walk out of there. And, uh, you know, and I turn to Robbie and I say, that was the weirdest meeting I've been in <laughs> in my whatever then, 15 years at the company. Um, but we had full approval to do Xbox. Wow. All's well that ends well. Yeah, we had the blank check. How many? Uh... And that was <clears throat> February of 2000. We're shipping a November and 2001. Yeah. And I have to have a launch portfolio in 18 months. I think that Valentine's Day story tells a little bit about how competitive Bill Gates was, that he had all these concerns, 
but they were completely invalidated by just bringing up Sony. 